Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. Kim and John started investing in real estate five years ago. Their first investment property was a duplex, and after renovating both units over a period of two years, they ended up selling it for a profit. They then purchased a larger home with a basement apartment. From there, they have purchased five more properties, including two multi-unit joint ventures, with a third being finalized currently. Their property currently stands at four properties with 14 doors, a 10-acre bush, and soon-to-be-built log home for Kim's parents. John and Kim also have self-directed RSPs to private lend on real estate in participating in larger land development projects. John is a licensed bus mechanic, and due to their real estate income, he has dropped his hours to part-time. Kim works as a content communications and production manager for a real estate investing company in which they are both very active members. John and Kim find, manage, and do most of the pairs of the properties they have themselves, but they're currently transitioning to their team of contractors to continue to grow their portfolio. So, John, there is a lot here. (laughs) You're a very busy guy. So we could tackle this, I guess, three different ways. I guess there's the joint venture. There's yep. the self-directed RSPs to private lend, or there's the reno. What do you? What were you thinking today? Oh, we could talk a bit about joint ventures if you like. Sure, that sounds great. Um, we're we're the mostly the active working partner um, in our joint best, joint venture investing. We uh, we mostly meet new uh, new JVs through either our first JV partner um, do through word of word of mouth, or um, through a lot of the investing groups. Then uh, meetings that we we like to do is the ones we have met at as well, Glenn. And we just, uh, we mostly do our stuff right now in London where we're located because uh, it's something close that I can manage quite easily. And we just, uh, we just started talking and seeing if we can help uh, our money partners, you know, join up and see if we can make them a good return. In this scenario, I guess you're the, the, the partner that finds the deal as well, right? Yes, we like to, uh, we like to find the deal. Um, generally have a discussion with partners to see kind of uh, where they're at as far as down payments for what type of properties they're interested in, whether it be multifamily, residential, commercial, and then kind of uh, looking at their long-term goals to see what uh, if that kind of aligns with, with our investing stream as, as well. And then we tie up the property and then offer that out. That way they have a chance to digest the property and see if it's going to work for their numbers-wise. Yeah. And then uh, we kind of hand it over to them to finalize the deal and we help them along the way as far as making sure they have the right financing and things in place. And then once the keys are in hand, then that's when my real work begins from there. The one partner, which would be you, are the one who finds the deal, and they would be then the ones who have to qualify for the financing and come with, with the money, correct? That is correct. Maybe let's, let's run down one of your deals. Sure. Uh, we can, uh, we'll talk about maybe uh, one of our first JVs. So it was a underperforming rehab four-unit residential property. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we were able to no- negotiate about $50,000 off the asking price, as well as numerous amounts of conditions to bring it up to a little bit more safety standard before we even took possession, which was uh, a rare deer well, where you normally uh, you either get one either price or terms, but in this case we got both. So that was, uh, that was a bonus. Yeah. And then from there we, we had intentions of doing one renovation, which a unit was vacant when we took possession. But over the course of the year, we actually ended up doing three out of the four units. So it was a little bit more of a project than we were anticipating to begin with. But uh, at the end of the day, we got some great tenants in, increased the value of the property quite a lot, increased our cash flow, lower our expenses, and we're able to refinance that property within a two and a half year period, which again was a 
something we hadn't planned on, but it uh, turned out to be the best idea to do. Do you have like an exit strategy for the joint venture? Like, is it like when you said two and a half year refinance, is that like the the close off and either the money partner's out or you're out or you just did the intents to keep the property? Most of ours are buy and hold, so we like to uh, we like to keep them. Yeah. Um, the original intent with that property was to probably refinance after the five year mark because we actually did a, a five year term for financing. Yeah. Um, but it was worth our while with the mortgage rates the way they were to um, to break that and even move into a slightly higher interest rate, but with a better lender, uh, with from a B to an A lender, mm-hmm. um, and draw that money out of the property for not only us but our, our JV partners so that. Um, from therefore, we had no money in the deal because we actually put some money in the first deal ourselves, um, yeah. just because we thought that we, we would feel better doing that. And our partners are now in for about half of what the original investment they put in, so oh. there are essentially doubled from that uh, that point on as well. So yeah, and I found like when you talk to people who haven't worked in a joint venture or seen this structure before, they tend to be a little more comfortable whenever they they see that both parties have some skin in the game. Yeah, we, we structured the deal so that essentially we wouldn't we were doing mostly the renovation on the one unit that was vacant when we took possession. And really if we didn't do a good job, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have received our return on investment. Um, so it was yeah advantageous for us to do a great job for not only us but for our partners' money. Um and back to the original question about our exit strategy, we kinda like not only buy and hold but also put in the stipulations of, you know, depending on the market, if the property turns out to be fantastic deal that you refinance a lot of money out but now it doesn't cash flow then that would be the point in which we would probably sell out and numerous other areas that if one partner came into the financial strategy that they could pull their money out and do something better with then the partner would have the option to buy them out or bring in a different um, working partner and vice versa so there's lots of different strategies we we talk about that's perfect because yeah you want to have uh yeah more options then everyone's more comfortable and everyone knows how it's going to play out so there's no surprises whenever something doesn't go exactly the way the the, the main goal was to go exactly um, excellent have you thought about uh just using a debt partner like a private lender instead of like actually sharing equity with somebody uh we have but we've come to a point in our portfolio where we can't qualify for any more mortgages so that that's kind of their point but to your point again we can also bring in just a partner just to sign on the dotted line basically to do the qualifying and offer them a percentage to do that and then essentially have more or less the rest of the deal from that point forward, which is also something we have thought about. We've uh, run that by a few people. My my sister, for example, has never purchased a property and probably won't um, for herself. She enjoys just renting and having that free freedom. To, yep. But she ha- she would also like to own real estate and see that advantages of that um, through what I do. So she's already said that, you know what, if uh, you ever need me to qualify for you or we'd like to do a deal only out your way versus in Toronto area where she is, that would be kind of the strategy which we would play. So it's a great situation to be in. Yes, of the private lending side, um, I would highly recommend it if you uh, would like probably a little bit better of a return than what you're currently seeing probably through most of your uh, investment portfolio managers. The the fees to do the deals are generally paid for by the um, person you're lending the money to. The self-directed accounts that which you hold your money in have a very small yearly fee. Um, compared to what you would hold in a major big bank or another investment company. Yes, yep. And uh, you can move your money in and out as, as much as you want. So if you want to do some short-term deals like two, three months on a, a refinance to flip a property or you know just a general refinance um, to get a better term, um, 
that's one way. Or you can look at some bigger deals where they might be doing a, a large-scale renovation that might take a year, year and a half. Um, they're adding units. All along the way, they're adding some value to the property, which makes me feel better about my investment when I lend out to them. So you can do, I do first, second, third mortgages, um, interest rates, depending on which one we take. Of course, the, the better the position, um, the less uh, or the less risk, the less interest you're going to get. Yeah. Um, but I've done everything from 10% first plate or first mortgage on uh, on a fourplex all the way up to um, 15, 16% on a second for a medical building. Do you just do the promissory notes or do you do like, you actually go in position, I guess? I generally go in position. Um, I, I haven't ruled out a promissory note as well. Um, mm -hmm. I've done them privately and I've also done them through a a company that that's what strictly what they do is private lending. So they, they send me the deals, I oversee them. Um, if it's something that suits my portfolio style, then I'll say yes or no, and then we'll set it up from there and go. I could talk about probably the, which is probably a little bit less known, is the uh, land development side of things. So being a very, very small, owning a very, very small chunk of a large development, be it of a condominium building or some of the sort, mm -hmm. um, there's a few companies that do that type of thing. And it's a security company that uh, is governed by government of Ontario, so you have to meet certain qualifications in order to do that type of investing. So, so you're uh, talking like right from like ground up construction of like a, a multi-unit. Basically, so the, the companies that I work with, they, they acquire the land in which um, is suitable for certain types of builds, be it a, a whole community of four or 500 homes um, and shopping centers or just a condominium in either Toronto or for instance, I'm doing one in Florida right now where, uh, you know, your name is, is a part of a, part of the title so I can say I actually own a very small piece of dirt down in Miami right now um, but with the the knowing that when I receive the deal that they've already done their due diligence and that uh, the property can can take the building that they're um, wanting to build yep. um, and the outer portion is going to a lot of the costs that the builder doesn't normally take on until you get to a certain point of financing where they can get financing from a regular lender and that's how they that's how they do their deals. So when I I know the when the shovel hits the ground that they've already broken even, I'm pretty confident in my uh, my returns that I'll be receiving at the end of the day. The projects like that, their uh, your money has to go out for a certain amount of time. It could be three, four, five years. It's a longer term where and once the money goes, you don't uh, you just can't get it back. So it is something that you have to say that is that is feel free to leave for five or six years if that's the case. Um, and knowing that you just can't grab that back, which is the negative versus the the short-term private lending that I also do. So I kind of like to dabble in both. That way I can see bigger long-term re returns on money that's in my RSP I'm not going to use anyway. Hmm. And that some of the shorter-term stuff I use my RSPs and my cash so I can get monthly income or monthly income going right back into my RSPs. So it works out well. So as it's in Florida, do you have to like uh, go through like getting an ITIN and do the whole, the whole setup or just because you're a debt partner you can you can get around all that or do you file like a with the IRS every year no no uh, through this type of investing you don't have to um, okay. it's all done through the securities company that, uh, that we deal with here in Canada it is in funds of US funds or the equivalent of so in yep. my example I'm allowed to do $25,000 a deal if you meet certain other income and um, criteria that they they go through you can invest up to you know a million plus if, if you're if you're in that capability so but it is nice that you don't have to qualify, as you say, for 
um, what you would normally do for just buying a house, so to speak, in, in the States. Excellent. If someone wanted to get in contact with you, how would they do so? Well, probably the best thing would be to uh, check out our web website um, at rethrive.ca. Our contact uh, or our email address is contact, all one word, at rethrive, spelled R-E-T-H-R-I-V-E, dot C-A. So again, that's contact at rethrive.ca. And from there, you can check out kind of what uh, we post on what we have vacant and not vacant, what we've rented out um, in the past and kind of the renovations um, of what types of units we like to offer our tenants and our JV partners can also go into a different page on the website and kind of find out more about the ROIs on their current deals and what we like to shoot for in the future. And from there, they can find a little bit more about Kim and I and uh, shoot us a question if they have any. And yeah, that's about probably the easiest way to get a hold of us. Thank you for coming on the show, John. It was uh, it was a pleasure. Glenn, I appreciate the time. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you.